This podcast is a part of the Friends for Dinner Network. Welcome back to the Homegrown Music Podcast. This week, we're talking about In Excess's Kick, which was released in 1987. Welcome everyone to the Homegrown Music Podcast. We're back for episode three. I'm your host, Hooray. Luke, and I'm here with Josh. How are you, Josh? I'm good, Luke. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's been an interesting couple of weeks. Or it has. Two, two, two weeks since we last reviewed an album. Um, this time around, we reviewed Kick by NXS. Um this album is probably one of the more uh, forefront albums in Australian music history, I would say. It's probably yeah. the most, one of the more popular albums in Australian yeah. music. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is, it is in excess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, Australian royalty in many yeah. senses. Well, they would be a part of like the Australian, are they a part of the Australian whole? Music Hall of Fame? I would assume they are. I, I would say that they are, if not just Michael Richardson is. but Michael Hutchinson, you mean? Hutchinson. Who did I say? Richardson. Richardson. Who's, who's, <laughs> who's Michael, Michael I think, Richardson? I think that's a guy I work with. Oh, um, okay. Hi, Michael, Hello, Michael Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so, Michael Hutchinson, yes. Yeah, so for um, for Inexcess Kick, what did you think of it, Josh? Um. I bloody love this album. Um, it just makes you feel happy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It really know. does. It, it's a big mood booster. Like it, like the 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 four or five times I've listened to this over the past week and a bit. Um, it was often early in the morning, so I'd just start work and I'd be, you know, I'd put my headphones in and I'd put it on, and then my day was set. Yeah, I, I just by the end I was like, man, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I had a very similar feeling when whenever I go out, I always put it on. I like it was interesting. I would have thought I'd only listen to it four times. I listened to it about six or seven times because I, yeah. I actually the two times I just had it in the background and I loved it. I just repeated listening to it again. Nice. Can I ask you a question? When mm. you, so I'm I'm just curious. Do you do you find that when we listen to the albums, especially this album, like? Do you do you dedicate a time and just sit down and do it, or do you do you try and listen to it in different environments? I think it What's... depends. The first time is usually just uh, I'm gonna throw it on and just just ride the wave, um, yep. because it's like a movie. I don't when you watch a movie for the first time for me anyway. I don't like hyper focus on little things. I just yeah. enjoy the experience. And then the more and more I listen to it, the more I try to pull it apart. But with this album in particular, I actually didn't go with listening to it and then being hyper-focused on, say, lyrics and the the way it sounds. I Mm. actually put it in a different environment, like you were suggesting, where I I went out on the walk, I was in the shopping center, I was doing other things... And only maybe once or twice I would actually sit down and read everything or listen to it very intently. Yeah, mm. I, I, 
Yeah, I'm yeah. finding that with these album listings, it's interesting to listen to them in different places because you have a different reaction to the album when yeah. you're in a different place than when you would normally listen to your music. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And I do the same thing. I try and I do do like a listen through where I'm just like relaxing after work. Like I'll just put it on when I'm on the couch or like just mm. just sitting. And But then, yeah, the other listens I'll try and mix it up. So I'll put it on when I'm going for a walk in the morning or mm. when I'm at work and I really need to power through some stuff for, mm. you know, driving around. Mm. I did actually on. listen to it one one time I was cooking dinner and my dad walked in and he's like, oh, you're listening to In Excess. And it was a very interesting experience having him in the room listening to it because he was then talking about other other In Excess albums he preferred over Kick. So it was Ooh. interesting having somebody else there to kind of listen to it with me. Um, mm. But yeah, what, what do you think? What was your reaction to... I, I, have you listened to this before? Yes, yeah, I have. Mm. I have listened to this album a couple of times. Um, it, it's really weird. I don't have a very young affiliation with In Excess. I, I think I first properly listened to In Excess when I was maybe twenty one. I reckon. Okay. I reckon like I'd, I'd heard songs in the background, but once again, like Australian music is not in my family, so it's not it's not something mm, I was overly here. exposed to. Um, but then, yeah, I'm. I've, this was actually the first In Excess album I went, I'm going to go from start to finish. And that's because um, Never Tear Us Apart was on the album, obviously. And mm. so if as a you know casual In Excess fan, I go, oh, what album is this one on? Okay, I'm going to listen to that album. Yeah. So I've listened to this one a couple of times. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's so quick. It's- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Isn't like it? it's there's. I think it's like thirty six, thirty seven minutes long. It's a twelve track album, mm. but it flies by. And it's it, at no stage is there a song where I go, "Oh, this is this is the lull time." Like like clearly, there's songs that aren't as as big as some of the others. But I feel like overall, as an album, it's a really well constructed album. Mm. What do you think? Mm. I I agree with you. In a lot of those aspects, I never really listened to a lot of In Excess. I'd listened to like various songs, and I knew some of the songs on this album before. Obviously, listening to it in full, um, the first time I listened to this album in particular was about five years ago. So mm. I was only yeah, roughly yeah, twenty two when yeah. I first really listened to an In Excess album at all, and that was just purely because of. Um, the the J Files for for audio oh, listeners course. the J Files is um a a show for um Double J where they go back and they do basically a little mini podcast about a particular artist every week um and they did one on In Excess and I was interested in listening to it because I knew In Excess and I knew my dad was a big fan of them um for certain albums and I'd already seen their CDs in the CD drawer the family CD drawer. So I listened to that particular one and a lot of it was had kick. And I listened mm. to the songs that they featured and I think these are really good songs. I want to listen to them myself. And I listened to the whole thing through. And I remember when I listened to it the first time, I'm like, well, that's different because I was expecting something. I don't know. I, like, and I feel that this is going to happen when we listen to a lot more albums 
from before the 2000s. There's mm. going to be a lot of expectation of what the sounds are going to be like for certain um, albums and artists. I expected um, In Excess to be a lot more rocky, like actually have a oh, lot more. I thought right. they were going to be a bit heavier or a bit more on the alternative side, like say an REM or um, something along those lines. Yeah. But when I listened to this, I was like, this is completely the opposite. This has yeah. energy. This has bounce. Um, it's very like you couldn't listen to this um, tired. This will wake you up. <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. It's it's that '80s pop energy. It's mm. that's exactly what it is. It's Australian pop rock. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. And I guess I guess you're right too because like, uh, arguably, Never Tear Us Apart is their biggest song. Mm. And if you just think of that, and you don't know any of the, any excesses other songs, then you're probably not going to think that they're a really upbeat kind of pop mm. band, are you? Mm. And especially with like, um, they're very catchy. This is probably the fir- one of the first albums in a long while where I've actually said this is just a really catchy album. Like the it's either the lyrics or the instrumental is just like it just sticks in your head. Like uh, Guns in the Sky, that drum beat. I was yeah. actually after hearing it today, I still had it in my head for like the majority of the day. Um, and even thinking about it. Now I can hear mystify the lyrics of mystify in my head. Yeah. Even and it, that's and that's just purely because in excess their writing is just really good and they yeah. When I when I've listened to the album so far I always try and do one album listen through one shuffle so that mm. nothing's in a particular order so I can get like song contexts. Mm. What I accidentally found is that um need you tonight really transitions well into guns in the sky like yeah (laughs) it's fantastic i was like hang on this song isn't next to to tunisia but but the the keys are the same and it it just Mm. transitions so well i think it just the album itself is really well not just structured but it flows really well and it has a cohesive sound i think Mm. some other albums don't really have where it's sort of like you jump from music idea to new musical idea. With this, it seems like they made it all in one go and then made the final like track listing at the end. So they made all the songs together, threw it together, and they just then put it as, oh, this sounds the best this way, rather than it being just, we start with this one, then this one, then this one. Because mm. I did the same thing. I put it on shuffle, and a lot of the picks, I'm like, this sounds like it, they sit next to each other. It was really mm. unusual. Yeah, look, a hundred percent. It's a, it's a fantastic album. I've, yeah, I really <laughs> yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, it's really good. All right, I hadn't written any um, any uh, <laughs> questions because with this album, I found that thinking of questions was really really hard because one, this is an album. Um, that is very uh, omnipresent in the music in the Aussie music world. Um, like I even asked my mom, who is Canadian, and said, "We're doing in excess." And she asked me, "Are you doing Kick?" Like that's how popular, yeah. I, not just in excess, but this particular album is. I I have a question. If if you if if you if I can ask a question, yeah, go ahead. Um, so obviously, there's like there's a lot of singles from this album. Mm. Um, 
What was your favorite song from the album? Ooh, that's hard. That's really hard. Um, was it, I have to yeah. bring the track list up because with I was reading some stuff on in, on the album and how it was being made, and one of the things they actually one of the band members actually mentioned was is that they designed this album with the idea of it being having any song being a potential single. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember. Off the, so off the top of my head, I think the I think there might have been five singles, or I can think of five. Uh, I think it's what you need. No, 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 no. That's that's so the other. It's were, Need You Tonight. There, yeah, there were five singles. The first single was Need You Tonight and Meditate. Then yep. Devil Inside, New yep. Sensation and Guns in the Sky. Then Never Tear Us Apart. Then Mystifying Kick. Yeah. So essentially, there was eight yeah. songs. Which is most of the album, really, pretty much. Yeah, well, it's a twelve-track album, exactly. Oh right. yeah. Um, um. See, the thing is, is like all of them, I would put me in a different mood each song. I think the one that really like stays with me the most is probably "Kick" itself, like the, the title track. It really hmm. has a good, good energy to it, but also like new. They're all just really good. Um, New Sensation is really good. Need yep. You Tonight. Devil Inside, I was very... Uh, that took me a little while to get to love. Um, but Never Tear Us Apart, I think, has a little soft spot in my heart just because it's one of the songs um, that I... When I listen to it, it puts me in a very, very particular mood, a very hopeful mood. That sax solo. Mm. Kirk Pengelly, what a man. Yeah. Um, fun fact, Kirk mm. Pengelly's daughter is April Pengelly, and she's an actress. She's in Neighbours. Mm. Oh, really? There oh, you go. Fun fact. really cool. So um, what was your favourite song then? Um, I mean, one of my favourite NXX songs, Full Stop, is Need You Tonight. Mm. Um, unashamedly, because it's absolutely fantastic it just makes me mm. happy every time and it just makes you want to dance mm. um so yeah no that's definitely that's probably my favorite song on the album um that being said um meditate is also a really catchy one i love mm. the lyrical concept of that song that that every single rhyming couplet rhymes with the word meditate like it yeah it doesn't change it's and it's it's incredible the amount of words that rhyme with meditate yeah I, it's weird, I couldn't isn't it? i mean if you asked me i could probably only come up with you know five or six off the top of my head mm. hutchins is is just rolling them off the tongue yeah I, it's interesting this album like i i listened to a bit of some of the other albums just for context just mm. to see where they kind of went to and this one, I think this is very similar to maybe some other albums we might get into later in the series, but having this is probably the magnum opus of In Excess in like summarizing everything they've done and the best qualities of the band. This is probably the album that you would say is probably it, the magnum opus. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's probably the most highly regarded In Excess album. Mm. I know Rolling Stone have ranked it fairly highly in the past. I know that Triple J, when they did their albums of the past, however many or of the decade or whatever it is of all time, like I think this was number five from yeah. the top of my head. Mm. Um, like it's 
like it is it's it's a classic and it's it's hard. like I mean the band is not only the band but let, maybe we should talk about Michael Hutchins for oh yeah bit because he's because I mean the man is I mean he was he was sex the man <laughs> was sex yeah the, half the reason the band was as big as they were I mean the band's only as good as their front man and Michael mm. Hutchins is the front man yeah and for In Excess being a band that very working class when they started they just you know they just worked and worked and worked and wanted to just get better and i think that is something that we talked about this last week the idea of what aussie bands sound like and their the sort of uh philosophy mm. and i think in excess really captures that workman ethic very very easily it's Something I think all of our bands in Australia have a very um, fond love of is just they work and they don't get complacent because if they get complacent, then, you know, you're not going to get any further. And with them, they were just like, we've just got to make the best album, the next album the best, and then the next one, then the next one. Um, If Unfortunately, if Michael Hudgens didn't pass away, I think they could have kept on going and could have made even more unusual yeah. things. I, I definitely think that um that NXS is one of those bands that potentially could have kept going, but then there's something... Mm. And this is, this is something that's a bit morbid, but there's something special and unique in in looking at, at what Hutchins managed to do when he was with Alive. us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't make it any I don't want to say that in death it makes it more special because it, I don't want to glorify mm. death but it it does mean that you know the the legacy can't be tarred there was there was no you know you know ACDC still releasing albums you know this year mm. last year whatever it was yeah like it's you know it, it does it's not Chinese democracy by Guns N' Roses. It's mm. not it's you're not hitting that that album later in the career that 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 undoes a bit of work that yeah that the band is so well known for. Yeah, I think it'll be very similar um, in the way of Kurt Cobain passing away. I think mm. if they gone very similar trajectory band wise, if they continued on, they could have possibly. As much as, yes, them passing away is a very sad thing and it's something that, thinking about it, like, yes, we would love to hear more music, but then also there is the possibility of their their status as not just musicians but in the music world maybe being tarnished a little bit. Or, mm-hmm. um, And it was really... And the, the sad thing about Hudgens was the fact that he, the way he passed away was by suicide. And that yeah. is something that's really tough for a lot of people. And it's tough, you know, just even talking about it now. Having, and at that time when they were doing Kick, they were on top of the world. Having a band that could do whatever they want, whenever they want. And he was still, you know, he still went down the way it went down. Well, it's kind of sad, really. Well the, well, the other thing was Kick was 1980... 87. 87. Okay. Okay. So, and he passed s- away in 1997. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I was wondering at what, what time frame it was before he started going out with Kylie Minogue, which I think was 
the um, end of the... I have it here. Uh, is he it was... start of the 90s, 80, 90s? Yeah, so he dated her in 89 and then finished dating her okay. in 1991. Okay, and then yeah. he was with Paulie Yates before he passed away, um, which he had a, son, a daughter with her or yeah. a son. I can't remember. He had a, he had a child, a child with her. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's the other aspect I kind of wanted to bring up because it, it not only was... Was Michael big within his own right, but but then you kind of put him together with Kylie, and and I feel like that's that's such a well known pairing that existed. Is that mm. you know Michael Hutchins and Kylie Minogue? It was a powerhouse. It, I mean, it's it's. Do you think the band would be successful with a different frontman? I think it couldn't be like what happened with. ACDC. ACDC, yeah. they went from Bon Scott to, um, I've forgotten his name. I don't um, know his name. Yeah. I don't know. When they lost Bon Scott and they put in, I've forgotten his name, I'll have to look it up later. Brian. But, uh, Brian Jones? Yeah, Brian Jones. That's the one. Um, that changed ACDC, but it was a band that could have a different frontman if it needed. But yeah. because a lot of the swagger and the personality yeah, of an excess came swagger. through, because he was a lot of the writing was through him anyway. It was so just... it was he was a major part of the band. And because the band was so interwoven together and like the story of how they got like their drummer, who was this 16-year-old kid who moved over to Perth, and then they moved over to Perth so they could be with the drummer, and then the drummer would like play at night and go to school during the day like mm. that dedication to a good sound and good people like that is something that i don't think could be recaptured live and for them i don't think they really would want to continue on with mm. in excess without him very similar to as i was saying before nirvana when kirk cobain passed away they didn't continue nirvana they just stopped and they're like, we can't do this because, the, you know, it, yeah. it, it, continuing on, especially if it was some, someone who is extremely dedicated and central to the band's identity, I think that it's would hard. have been a bit of a, you know, middle finger it's, to the person who has passed away, yeah. which, you know, yeah. and nobody wants. Yeah, exactly right. And you and you mentioned it so well. It's charisma. It's it's sex. It's swagger. Mm. It's it, he was more than just the singer of a band. He was he was you know this Australian poster boy for a lot of young women across the country at the time. Like mm. he was he was that you know he was the uh, I I can't think like. I don't know any. I know. I know what you're trying to say. Sex appeal, gentlemen. I'm not. Yeah, I, mm. I can't say. I mean, Kinda I like, did have a thing for Bowie, but that's different. But I was, I was thinking more like Freddie Mercury and Queen yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, that sort of it's, like it's the person is so. It's Mick so Jagger like, in his yeah. prime. It's mm. it's you know it's it's just it's um Axl Rose in, in yeah. many senses. It's that is that pure sex that really drives it, and, and that was really big in the '80s. Like that was. Mm. You know, there there was a lot of that, and so, so yeah, I think mm. I think Hutchins was, yeah, definitely missed. Mm, yeah, and mm. even now thinking about it, like really, it, it's kind of hard to believe someone that detrimental to Australian music died pretty young. Like he didn't; he was, you know, in his. From what I understand, he was in his late thirties. Like he was still relatively 30, young, and. Yeah. 
that was at a time where it shows how much possibly fame got to him and it's damn it's, like he tried his hardest to stay in australia as much as he could and it's yeah yeah it's it's it's, hard. it's it's one of those things that it doesn't matter what you do and who you are you don't know what devil was there inside i i have a, a question and just just thought about it in excess was one of those bands this is very interesting because their success was really when they hit about the fourth or fifth album. Like yeah. they're like a success overseas, more or less. Hmm. There is that a thing in Australia where that is a lot more prominent, where bands become big here, but it takes them a really, really long time to get overseas. Because I think Midnight Oil had the same thing where in their fifth to sixth album, that was where it, captured the world mm. and they found out oh this is really cool thing down down under where there's midnight oil and in excess and it, I, it's interesting uh, that they had to get to this to, to be like world famous it took them six albums to get there it's really interesting i think look i think you are right that is the case with a lot of australian bands um and obviously uh, the key to the world success is usually through europe and the uk um for yeah. a lot of australian or the bands. states all, all the states, but I think if you'd looked at, I think we'll come across this the more we look at the cross section of Aussie bands. A lot of mm. them will find some kind of success in the UK first before blowing up in the US. Mm. Um, Midnight Oil, you're exactly right. Midnight Oil is another band that comes to mind. ACDC is another band that comes to mind. Mm. Um, there's Nick, Nick Cave is another one. I would well, think of. Nick Cave is arguably also, still not popular, but <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. the fact that like maybe maybe this is maybe this is just wishful thinking. And then, but, and then the know. opposite side of this is right that there there are legitimate stars. Kylie, for example, is mm. a star. John Farnham yeah. is a star. It's yeah. like like there's there are standalones that that are, and I don't know whether that comes down to them being a produced star as opposed to a band. That well, are... it's interesting because you have, like, it also depends on... John Paul Young. Yeah. It also depends on whether or not you classify success. And this is where some bands have talked about this. I know Powderfinger has, where they're saying, is success having your music across the world or Australia? Because there are some bands that are just really, really good being popular in Australia and nobody else gets them. I think um, maybe that's that's up to the band and what they yeah. want to do. Yeah, because you know, I, yeah, because I know with Powderfinger, like they they tried to get into the American market and there was just they couldn't do it. And they said, "Well, we've got fans at home. We might as well just make music for them." And maybe so, maybe that's that's half the issue. I think that if you hmm. really try and break into a market, sometimes it doesn't come as organically yeah. as something like Kick yeah. or. You know, it's 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 perseverance and hard work. But yeah, I mean, that's just interesting. I like thinking about yeah. it. Also, like you've got, it's really hard to tour around Australia as well as tour touring acts from overseas to come to Australia. You know, yeah. it's hard for. I find that Australians have it. It's weird to say, but tougher than say some other countries or some other like continents because we have less opportunity to have a bigger audience here. 
Well, well I mean, half... back in the days, not now. It's a bit different with the internet, but well, say, I mean, I would two thousands. I'd say that we have less of an identity as a country now than we ever have, mm. just given the fact that we're trying to be more like America than we are trying to be more like Australia. Yeah, but that, I feel like that's that's a topic for a different podcast. Mm. But it is very <laughs> interesting though to talk about in excess because in excess is an Aussie rock band. Like there's there's not too many Aussie rock bands that people probably would say that's a, I can tell that's Australian. And Inexcess yeah, would be not, one of them. It's not those big ones like if you like America, A C D C would be coming to mind. Like Inexcess is a mm. band that would come to mind. Kylie yeah. would come to mind. They're mm. not gonna think of bands like Powderfinger or something for Kate or mm. Spider Bait or the Avalanches. Yeah. Like it's like they're not the big Australian names that made it. Mm. Like even yeah. to an extent, Cold Chisel and Jimmy Barnes, as big as they are, I wouldn't say that necessarily overseas people would be like, oh yeah, love the chisel. I don't even think a lot of people would know of them overseas. And that's the thing with some bands is like, and, and maybe it's just luck by yeah. by chance. It's just luck because in excess, like they, they toured for years and years and years. And like, from what I was reading, like one of the reasons they got bigger in the States was because they were on college radio, which is, not even mm. on like the normal way you just tour around. They actually got in the in the indie way to then become the main part of the mainstream, yeah, which is right. kind of weird to think about it happening in the states where a lot of the time you either hear it's underground for a long period of time and it slowly comes up, or it's just popular straight away. So yeah, yeah it's just nice. interesting. Mm. So. We talked about our favorite song, and as we have for the last two episodes, what are your two favorite songs? Because I have a, a special thing to say at the end of the podcast, which I want to talk about when it comes to our favorite songs that we've selected. Well, but, well, I think that the two, I think I've already mentioned my two. So mine mm. would be Need You Tonight and Meditate would be my two mm. favorite songs. Yeah. Yeah, you already <laughs> mentioned that. Yeah, mine. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like there. Yeah, they're the yeah. they're the two that. What about you, mate? What's uh, what are your kick, two favorites? Mine's Kick and New Sensation. Because I like New nice. Sensation. They're they're yeah. I think the probably the best way to describe this album to someone would be, this is an album where you're just gonna have fun. It's a fun album, and you can put it on at any time, anywhere, and just mm. have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Really? I think I think. I agree. I don't think you could show this to someone that person be like, "Man, this bums me out." I don't think. <laughs> I think it's. Yeah. I think it's hard to be sad when listening to. Yeah. To to these guitar riffs and these lyrics. Yeah. The reason I say about the two songs is that my plan in uh, the, either uh, the week this episode is aired or the next episode, we are going to have our two picks that we have during our episodes are going to go in a playlist. So if people want to listen to what we're actually talking mm. about in our favorite songs. Um, we'll actually put them in a playlist and people can have a, a little idea, like a little it. taster to be what, you know, what they like. So I like it. Yeah. And then later on, we can add more and more and more songs. It'll just be a massive playlist you can put on at home or at a party. Oh, I, I, don't like know. It. I don't know if you want to put it at a party with some albums at a later date. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a great po- it'll be a great playlist by the end yeah. I'm sure <laughs> so overall Josh um, I'm going to ask you uh, what would you, if you were going to rate this how many records out of 10 would you give this um, this is not a hard one for me I give this a 9 out of 10 
I um, I'm going to say the exact same for me. Yeah, cool. It's, a nine. it's 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 hard to go past. It's the one thing that I was worried about before listening to the album for the first time for the purposes of this was going. Uh, is it as good as everyone thinks it is? Mm. The answer is yes. It is yeah. as good as everyone thinks it is. I was worried mm. that the hype was bigger than the album itself, but it's not. So many things add up. Like it's it's the fact that it's it's a thirty it's less than forty minutes long. It's a concise twelve track record. There's seamless transitions between songs. Nothing feels boring. It's always changing. There's clever lyrics. There's interesting hooks. There's charisma. There's swagger. It's yeah, nine out of ten. Yeah, no, I would I would agree. Nine out of ten for me. I think the the fact that one the the, all the riffs are so funky the drums are just mm. they they punch you in the face there and michael hutchinson's singing we didn't even get to talk about that his voice oh, is just incredible. so smooth and it's you know a lower register a lot of pop and that's sort the of stuff tend to sing higher but he just you know it's very sultry it's so and um it's I'm, sex. Yeah. And it, it, if you don't want to make love to Kirk Gilly's saxophone solo in, in um, <laughs> Never Tear Us Apart, I don't know. Like, like there's something wrong with you because it you're is You're not Australian sexy. at that point. Oh. You're not Australian. And you're not having sex to this song. You're not Australian. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Accurate. Yeah, I also think with this album, one, you could put this in any, the songs in any order and it'd still yep. be just as good as in the original order. Also, I kind of wish that listening to this it's perfect for a stadium this would have been great to see live huge and unfortunately as you know it's a bit too far away for us to go and see them live but um i have watched a bit of their their 2005 documentary which is quite good yeah um and like i just love i would i would really love to if they if at some point if Michael Hodgins ever came back from the dead and had one concert, I'd definitely go and see that. I, th- I think so I think good. everyone would go and see. Yeah, that. everybody would. <laughs> but yeah, so the major question is: this a classic? Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I have yeah, nothing else to say. The answer yeah. is a definitive <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I'm just going to keep on saying I yes. Think it's, because- I think it's a yes from Luke. I'm getting that vibe that mm, it might be yeah. yes. And I think <laughs> a lot of people when they say, oh, you know, why is this so pop? Like we've, we've named all the, the, the reasons why it's popular. But I think this album would be, if you had like a starter set for Australian albums, I think this would be in the top 10. I think you would show this I- to someone and say, this is what rock was in the 80s. I was... Sorry to cut you off. When you said starter, then I, my brain went to Pokemon, and I imagined <laughs> Professor Oak offering you three albums to, to start your journey from. And three this, Australian this would, albums. If, all right. Quick question before we we wrap up. Yes. Um, if this album was a Pokemon, what type would it be? Fire, grass, or water? I think this would be a a fire type. It fire is fire. Or water. Fire it's, or water. It's, yeah, I feel like it's not. Nah, yeah, I think it's fire. It's not grass. <laughs> Cop that no. ball was all. Grass um, is a bit too chilled out. It's a bit yeah. too, you know. It's not chilled. No. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it's fire. I think it's definitely a fire album. Yeah. And with that fire, a fire commentary, <laughs> we come to an end. <laughs> oh god, I apologize. I'm not very good at the 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 good transitions. I always 
come out with some sort of weird pun <laughs> should, or something do you like want that. me to would you like me to plug the the mailbag yeah before go ahead. before i throw it back to you i'm gonna plug the mailbag hey if you're listening send us mail why don't you send us mail do that yeah I know that mail isn't really a thing anymore, but... I want you to write a letter, send it to Crow's Nest, um, Lockbag 4000. No, <laughs> you, look, you can check us out on our socials um, at uh, the Homegrown Podcast on Instagram. Please shoot us through some mail. We'll read anything out at this stage. Yeah, uh, we will. <laughs> Even if it was like negative mail towards us but still read it hey I'll read hate mail I'll do it um, <laughs> please send us something that's mailbag at friendsfordinner.net you can also listen to all of our podcasts on our website friendsfordinner.net um, and also um, wherever you get your podcasts yeah yeah mm. so for next fortnight we mm. are going to be touching down to earth by flight facilities Mm. this is a i chose this one in particular because it's just after my birthday and i thought i'd like an album that i really enjoy and this is an album even on my wall i have their their album art i can already hear some of the songs this particular album so this will be this will be an interesting listen um I, i this is one of my more favorite albums of all time so it will be interesting to listen to it in a credit for criticism rather than just for enjoyment so hmm. yeah yeah nice yes all right Good then stuff. well um we'll see you all see you guys all later see you see you next week yeah. when we pick more starter pokemon yeah bye <laughs> bye <laughs>